Hey everybody, welcome back to Marvel Fanfare. I'm Logan. I'm Jacob. And we thought we'd have Elizabeth, but she's not here, so <laughs> she had to work. Oh well. <laughs> At this point, she's just a figment of our imagination. <laughs> well, of mine. You live with her. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, we're talking Moon Knight episodes four and five leading up to the finale. And uh, so we're going to spoil all of Moon Knight. And uh, also, I, I guess I should say possible spoilers for two other shows. Um, Legion and uh, Mr. Robot, because I'm going to bring those up. So if you ever wanted to watch those shows, uh, maybe don't... Uh, I, I don't know. Why haven't you watched them yet? They've been off the <laughs> air for like two years. <laughs> so you should have watched them. I think Mr. Robot's available on Amazon Prime. And I think Legion is available on Hulu. So uh, if you like Moon Knight, you should watch both of those shows. Because I'm not saying this because I don't like Moon Knight. Both of those shows do what Moon Knight's doing better than Moon Knight. <laughs> So, um, anyway, so we're going to spoil all that. So if you didn't watch the last two episodes of Moon Knight, um, yeah, I don't know what's stopping you. Uh, you should watch them. So here we go. All right. Episode four. I think your one comment to me before I watched it was don't watch it in a bright room. Yeah. And holy crap, was that correct? Because the first time <laughs> I tried to watch it, I was like, uh, so I was working. It was late at night. It wasn't necessarily a bright room, but nothing was going on. So I was like, well, I can put this on my phone. And I was doing just like data entry stuff. And like, I, you know, I mean, I can type and listen and kind of watch at the same time. And yeah. it was so dark that I was like... And it's on my little bitty phone. So I was like, yeah, I can't watch it like this. Because I can't tell what the hell is going on. <laughs> like, the the creature thing. Like, it, I had no sense of what that thing was. Uh, yeah. So I just stopped it. And then I was in Chattanooga at the time. And the next day I watched it uh, in my hotel room when I got up. And just turned off all the lights. And holy hell, man. That was a scary episode. <laughs> like for that little bit That's as scary as this show's gotten yeah. I mean I know we've seen creatures before But That that tick 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 Whatever sound that it made mm -hmm. Oh man I was like this this is creepy So It's um, pretty creepy What did you think about it uh, Well I watched it in the middle of the day In my vehicle on my phone So I don't I don't know <laughs> I say I watched it. I guess I just listened to it because I couldn't really see anything. Yeah, you but, should go back and rewatch it. Just yeah, I, I did. I watched uh, kind of because I had Hudson. I just had it on. But you know, <laughs> don't let him see that. He, he him doesn't. Nightmares. He doesn't pay attention to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, if you get a chance, you should go back. Just watch the because really, it's a lot of talking in dark places. Except for the creature thing. Like, the rest of it... I mean, there's probably hints and clues in there. But it's more about the conversations they're having. 
Um, yeah. Especially the conversation between Layla and Harrow, which I thought was really, really well done. Um, Ethan Hawke continues to impress with, like, it's such a minimal performance. Like, he's not doing anything, but he's very kind of, like, sinister, but also, I guess it's what cult leaders are, right? Like, you see him and you're like, no, I don't really trust that dude. But then sometimes you're like, he's got a point. Yeah. (laughs) So, he's, I think he's doing a fantastic job. He's Um, believable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, For a dude who doesn't play villain roles, like, he's never really done anything. Like, he's played not nice guy roles, but, like, straight up evil people. Like, he's never really done anything like that. I think recently he did a movie with uh, Scott Derrickson. Uh, it's called, like, The Black Phone or something. I haven't seen it. But hmm. he supposedly plays this, like, really sinister villain in it. So, I, after watching this, I do want to check that out. But I don't really do scary movies, which was why... This episode was like really difficult for me. I, I don't, I'm not a big, huge fan of horror stuff. It has to be the right kind of stuff. And thankfully, this was only like, I mean, I don't even think it's 10 minutes of that thing chasing them. And yeah, it it's still is terrifying. <laughs> like, it's so tense, man. Um, so, uh, I mean, really, there's not much to that first part of the episode. It's about them finding the tomb, going down. Like, there, there's, you know, some some stuff between uh, Layla and, um, uh, it's not Mark, it's, what's his name? He has too many personalities. Steven. <laughs> Steven. Layla and Steven, where you think it's going to get romantic, and then Steven does something stupid. And I still think that Mark is responsible. Even after what we found out, I still kind of think Mark is responsible for the death of her father. But I guess we'll see. I have a question for you. All right. So you know how Stephen, like, tries to kiss her or whatever before they go in the tomb? Yeah. That whole scene? Okay. So... She goes and down in the tomb, and then next thing you know, he's punching himself, which is obviously Mark <laughs> punching him. <laughs> that was such okay. a good scene. It was. But then in the next scene, when they're entering the tomb, and he comes flying down the tomb entrance, did, is that Stephen being clumsy, or did Mark throw him down the entrance? I think... I, I mean, it's funny either way, but it's <laughs> so much better if Mark threw him down. Yeah. But... It is a hundred percent the kind of thing that, like, because she even she calls it whatever whatever the proper term is for descending down a rope or whatever. She calls it by the right name, yeah. Yeah. And and he's like, "What's ballet?" And she's like, "Oh, sometimes I just can't tell when you're joking." He wasn't joking. He has no idea what that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. So it's a hundred percent plausible that he just. Like, saw her do it and was like, oh, I think I can do that. And then didn't realize you had to kind of, like, slow yourself down <laughs> and just <laughs> fell into the tomb. It's amazing it didn't break his shoulder or something. Um, and then watching him be, like, fascinated by all the stuff he sees. And then Layla draws that little symbol 
in the sand or whatever, mm -hmm. um, which uh, leads to a conversation about her dad. And, you know, it, I mean, it's all, I guess, in, like important to the plot. But so this, I'm just going to go ahead and get this out of the way. This is why I say shows like Legion and Mr. Robot, those two shows specifically deal with uh you watched what the first season of mr robot we watched the first two seasons i think or at least the season and a half so you know enough to know that the character has a fractured personality yeah um legion is a comic book character it's the son of charles xavier and he is specifically a character with multiple personalities and each one of those personalities has a different superpower. It's very, very interesting. Um, and those two shows deal with what we're dealing with in this show, especially these last two episodes, uh, the trauma that creates it, like all of that stuff, they deal with it over seasons long arcs. Like Mr. Robot, once you establish that, like the rest of the show was kind of just dealing with that and how how it happened, why it happened, how you fix it, if you can fix it. Legion is kind of the same way uh, with within these bigger plot lines. Um, and sorry, the dog will not stop barking. Uh, and this show is doing this within an episode and a half. So watching watching them have these conversations that uh mean something to the plot of the the show but not that aren't necessarily essential to the characters it was not frustrating but it just was kind of boring to me like like okay i mean i understand why we're having it but i care way more about what happens at the end of episode four and how we deal with all that in episode five than mm -hmm. I do about, you know, Stephen geeking out about the Egyptian gods. It's fun, but we've only got six episodes, you know? Yeah. So I get it. It just was kind of boring to me, especially because uh, before I watched season four, somebody that I follow online uh, or no, it was in a group that I'm in posted. Well, here we go. They're introducing the Jeff Lemire stuff, Lemire Lemire, who's, who was a Moon Knight writer. I read his run. It's really good. And his run involves Mark, Stephen, whoever being locked in an asylum. So mm -hmm. I knew where we were going when somebody said that I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I know where this is going. How the hell are they going to do this in two and a half episodes? Um, I wish they had started there. I wish the whole series had been a lot of back and forth with like, what's the real world? What isn't the real world to kind of keep you more on edge. So I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. So instead you just kind of, so they, they go through the tomb, they get chased by this monster Layla has a conversation with Harrow about her father and um, Stephen discovers that the, the person buried in the tomb and maybe in the best line reading of the entire series, he says something, something to the effect of, 
I bet it's one of the big ones. Not big ones, big ones. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's such a British redneck <laughs> kind of <laughs> slang thing. It's one of the big ones. Um, and then he thinks it's Alexander the Great, but we never get confirmation, right? Uh, he keeps saying that. I don't. I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it ever is. But really, he just has to get this thing that's. Uh, it's all such. It's MacGuffins. Like ultimately, it's just the thing that everybody's after, and doesn't necessarily matter to the characters. So. He digs this thing out of the sarcophagus uh, and then uh, basically gets killed uh, or you think he gets killed or, you know, something happens and he wakes mm-hmm. up in, in what is like a totally different episode and went on for longer than I thought it would. Um, he wakes up in an asylum and all of the people we've seen in the show up until now are in the asylum as well, including Harrow, who is his doctor. Mm-hmm. So what, what did you think about all of that? Did I know a lot of people are like, especially if they don't know the comics were like, well, that pisses me off <laughs> because <laughs> like, I just watched four and a half, three and a half episodes of <clears throat> something that had nothing to do with any of this. Uh, well, it well it made me wonder if we've ever if there's ever been a TV show or a movie where, and I'm sure there has, where like you go through what you think is real, and then at the end it's just like a crazy person, like it's all made up. So two things come to mind. Um, there, do you remember Bob Newhart has had a lot of shows. I think this one was called the Bob Newhart Show. Where he ran a like a bed and breakfast. Uh-huh. You're probably wait. Okay, no, so I remember that. Yeah, Daryl. This is I'm Daryl. This is my brother Daryl. It's my other brother Daryl. Whatever, like that old joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at the the in the final episode of that series, he walks outside of the inn and he gets hit in the head with a golf ball, and he wakes up in bed with. Uh, Suzanne Plachette who played his wife In the New Heart series Where he was a therapist Which was on in like the 70s mm-hmm. He used to come on Nick at night And she asked him if he's okay And he said yeah I just had the craziest dream Where I was running a bed and breakfast In Vermont So like the <laughs> entire show was a dream So um, it, it was a great Series finale Like it's such a unique ending Yeah, Dramatically there was a show called St. Elsewhere that Nan- our grandmother uh, and your mom, I'm sure, and my parents or my mom, I know, used to watch. It was about a bunch of doctors, had a ton of famous people on it, including Denzel Washington. Um, and one of the characters had a son that was autistic. Mm-hmm. And in the last episode, uh, that guy came home, but he didn't come home as a doctor. He came home as like like a dock worker or something, just a dude that looked like he'd had a rough day. And he's talking to his wife and his kid, and uh, his kid is just like sitting on the floor playing with the snow globe. And he says something to the effect of like, that's all he ever does. Like, I wonder what he sees in that thing. And the camera zooms into the snow globe, and the snow globe is of a hospital 
that just says sign elsewhere across the top of it. So the idea is that the whole show was inside the head of this autistic kid. Hmm. Um, those are the two big ones that come to mind. I'm a hundred percent sure there are others. Um, but I specifically remember those two, like kind of fascinating, but also pissing people off. <laughs> <in it. laughs> so it's like, uh, Oh, so none of it mattered. Although that's not true. It, all of it matters. It's entertainment. So, um, so I guess a good question is, did you hope it was all a, a dream and that he was actually in an asylum? Or did you hope that this was like some other weird thing and that all of what we'd already seen was real? I feel like it. it's like a everything we've already seen is real, but it's like a um, not a trap, but like a a place to keep him. Like, yes, like they, like a they mental shot him. Person. Yeah, like a mental per- Like, yeah, like they shot him, and obviously he's probably unconscious. And they they have him, and they have him like sedated or something, like where he can't. And the only way for him to get out of it is to figure out what's going on or something. Yeah, and kind but of make the, peace with everything in his own life, yeah. which is what, really what episode five is kind of all about yeah it's pretty hard to watch episode like <laughs> yeah get, get down to it so so yeah episode five is called asylum and i so i'm gonna steal this because i was listening to another podcast break it down and i thought this was the most like easiest way to and maybe i'm wrong but I, they seem pretty convinced of it and i do too Easiest way to break this down is what you're seeing is a lot like the film Inception. There are different levels of consciousness. So the the world that we know Mark and Steven exist in is actually the real world. Like that is the real world. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing in episode five is at least three different levels of consciousness. There's the asylum that's full of people. There's the asylum that where they're the only two people in it, like which you see somewhere in that, like they're running around the the hall. It's like that's like his mind asylum because each room has like memories in it. And then there is the uh, maybe it's like super consciousness level where he's dead or dying and he exists on this other pl- afterlife plane. Mm-hmm. And that that's the ship. None of those are the real world. But they all do exist. Two of them more or less in his head. One of them is a spiritual plane. And then none of it is the quote real world. I was like oh that that's a really good way of breaking it down. For anybody that might be confused. Because... I think if you don't watch it at least twice, it's kind of confusing. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to watch twice when we get it into his family stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, which is, again, something that Mr. Robot also dealt with um, and, and Legion. So uh, it's weird how uh, similar they are in concept, 
not that anybody stole anything. It's it's kind of just facts of life. Like people that have stuff like this experienced severe trauma almost always at the hands of a family member. So, or someone that they at least loved and trusted. Like rarely is it, yeah. you know, or not, maybe not rarely, but it's not too often that it's, you know, at the hands of a stranger. Usually that's more like PTSD, right? So, which he may have PTSD too, but the the broken psyche is definitely something from his relationship with his mother. So, Hudson's joining us. Oh, hi, Hudson. Yeah, we'll go after we're done. We won't be too much longer, Hudson. I'm talking to Logan. You remember Logan? He just woke up. Oh. Um. So. Say, so what did you think about the the hippo? <laughs> probably my new favorite character. Yeah, I like the hippo. Uh, she's so great, man. Um, I don't know if you caught it, but she names drop name drops the ancestral plane, which is where we see um, T'Challa go in Black Panther, where he talks to his ancestors. So I thought it was really, really interesting that while the show was establishing its own, like, hell or heaven or whatever it might be, purgatory, it's also name-dropping, like, all these other places exist, too. Uh, no, I didn't catch that. I yeah. think I remember her saying it, but I didn't put put that together. As soon as she said Ancestral Plane, I was like, oh, nice. Um, I keep waiting for somebody to mention something about the Eternals. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, how are they going to tie this show into into anything else in the Marvel universe? Because <laughs> it just doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, uh, I love the the boat. I thought the boat was really like yeah, a, it was really pretty cool. great effect. Uh, do you think Steven is done? Uh, no. Yeah, me either. It is weird how, like, actually your sister sent this text. It is weird how the scales balance after Steven's off the boat, though. So, well, I guess it kind of makes sense because his, uh, his soul is, like, it's not in balance because it's two different people. So, At, at least the, two different people. Well, yeah, There's at least Almost 100% different. a third person. Yeah. Um. He he has another personality. Well, he has several, but most of them are just versions of Mark Spector. But there's a Jake Lockley in the books, and I'm guessing a that's in who's in the in, like when we're in his head or the asylum or whatever. We see another like sarcophagus. Like who's in there? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's yeah, that's his third personality. Um, yeah. So here's what Elizabeth said. My opinion on the show is that it's scary and funny, and I love it. I love him as an actor. Also, there's obviously a third person trapped in him that we haven't seen yet. He's constantly being shown as two or three in reflections, which that's a good catch. I've not heard anybody mention that yet. Like when you see him like in broken mirrors or stuff, it's usually in threes. So, um, 
but I do want to know who was in the coffin when they died and how uh, how did the scales even out after he went overboard? That's what we were just talking about. Is it because part of him died and Mark is alone with himself for the first time? Because whoever it is in the coffin isn't a part of him in that moment, uh, which could also be, he could be so well locked away that it's finally just Mark. Um, also, who is it? Who is that with the broken nose? That's something else that we haven't. So there's shots of him with a broken nose, like bandaged up and without. And like, so they, so we see him talk to Harrow three different times. One time is clearly Mark. One time is clearly Steven. And there's another time that like, it's, you can't really tell. Like, it feels like it's Mark. But I don't think it's Mark. I think it's the third person. So, because of the broken nose and all that. Um, oh, well, yeah. This is what she says. Stephen throws water at the doctor and immediately apologizes. Mark tries to run away. And the third guy tries immediately to kill him with the pointy paperweight. <laughs> so, there you go. So, so it's clearly someone else. Which I think she's 100% right. Yeah. Also, there's... When he completely kills the bad people in the desert, which we talked about that in the last episode, because they're like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Well, who was it? So there's definitely a third personality. So I'm I'm putting my money on Jake Lockley just because I'd say name I know from the books, a personality that he had. So it just makes sense that that's it. So uh, it's interesting is there's, there's a deadlier personality than Mark Spector. <laughs> I'm going to say it's Liam Neeson. Oh, man. <laughs> if they could have made this show 25 years ago with Liam Neeson, it would have been great. Um, he has a particular set of skills. Um, I hope he comes back as Qui-Gon. He said he'd only do it for a movie, though. Did you well, see that? No. Yeah. Somebody asked him. He was like, well... I'd be interested in coming back for a film, but I don't really want to do a TV show. What's the difference? Yeah, I don't know. They shoot them the same amount of time. So <laughs> I, I guess he just, just wants to. He's an actor. It. Just pretend it's a movie. Jeez. Yeah, tell him it's a movie. Then break it up into six parts and put it on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd, I'd so be down for a Qui-Gon movie. Anyway, uh, Moon Knight. So... So yeah, the the stuff with his mom. Um, apparently, he had a little brother, and they they ran off, you know, doing kid things, got trapped in a storm, and his little brother drowned because he tried to seek shelter in a cave that flooded, and so he blames himself for the death of his little brother, which is. Well, I don't think he blamed himself. I think his mom blamed him, and then he started blaming himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess same thing, but... Which yeah, that was pretty just, tough. Yeah, it was really, really rough to watch. I I really liked the... I, the When they go in that room, and Stephen's like, who are these people? He, he's like, I know all of these people. These are the people I've killed. You know? And he's like, you remember everybody you've ever killed? And I forget what his response is, but it's so perfect. Like, 
Yeah, have you ever killed anybody? It's not something you forget. Yeah. So, kind of shows that he has has more heart than maybe we thought he did. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, Stephen falls off the boat into the sands. So the boat that they're on is apparently the boat to the afterlife, and that's where your soul gets weighed to decide whether you're going to heaven or hell or whatever version of that you believe in. And the scales won't balance because it's two personalities. Something happens. Stephen falls off the boat. Scales balance. Mark is deemed, I guess, good. I don't, it doesn't really say, I guess. Worthy, good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And like, we kind of just, like Stephen just turns to stone or sand or something. And we're kind of just left wondering where do we go from here? Um, I'm guessing the, I don't, I think the third personality is going to make itself known. Yeah. Somehow it's going to fight. Like, that's how they're going to break this unconsciousness, fight back to the world of reality, and we're going to see uh, a Kanchu jailbreak, I guess, because they have to, to rescue Kanchu to get the Moon Knight armor and stuff back. Um, and then the truth, I guess, will more or less come to light. Uh <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like the finale kind of writes itself. Hopefully, we get some surprises, though. I imagine we will. It would be great if some, any, I can't think of a character that would fit in this show, but I don't know. Maybe there's like a post credit scene where like somebody's recruiting Moon Knight for the Avengers or something. Hmm. Or, That'd be interesting. I don't. I don't know. It's such a supernatural kind of thing. I. I don't know. I mean, I guess it would kind of fit with Doctor Strange. Um, we also have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness this weekend. Uh, four days from the time we're recording this. Are you going to go see it? Uh, I mean, I want to, but I don't know. Yeah, it's hard when you have a kid. <laughs> Elizabeth was like, let's just go Saturday. I was like, okay, who's going to watch Hudson? (laughs) (laughs) Should have looked at her and said, you babysit Hudson, and then I'll go. And then I'll come back and I'll watch Hudson, and then you can go. (laughs) And then we can talk about it. (laughs) That's usually what happens. That's what happened with, uh, what was the last one? I don't know. It was probably... Spider-Man? Well... <clears throat> Spider-Man I think I've only seen that one time Me and Kara went and saw it I forgot what it was That was the last Marvel movie Oh. <laughs> Alright, Hudson, Hudson's getting antsy So, um, what, what Hudson? You want to watch Spider-Man? Yes, watch <laughs> Spider-Man Watch the Tobey Maguire Watch the Dr. Octopus Spider-Man It's so good, man <laughs> It holds up so well. That's the one one thing I'm really excited for with Doctor Strange is that it's directed by Sam Raimi. Like, 
Alright, so Hudson says it's time for us to wrap up. Um, hopefully we can have a... So the Moon Knight finale is supersized. So it's going to be a long episode. Longer than anything you've seen from Star Wars or the Marvel stuff. So hopefully we can figure it out for all three of us can get together and just talk about the show. Hopefully it's really, really good. Um, yeah, I bet it will be. So we'll be back uh, hopefully next week talking about the finale, if not the week after. And then uh, I think it's a while before we get any more Marvel stuff because they're ramping up for Kenobi. So so we'll be hopping on over to X-Wing Files talking about Kenobi for a few weeks, which I yeah. know Jacob's excited for. Yeah, I can't so. wait to see that. Um. Go check out everything else we do at xfiles.com and uh, go wow. review us on iTunes. So uh, if you're going to say bad things, just write bad things, but give us five-star review anyway. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Say bye, Hudson. Say make mine Marvel, Hudson. <laughs> Hudson. Say make mine Marvel. Okay, nope. he's just making weird noises. <laughs> he sounds like a dinosaur. <laughs> Hold the phone, hold the phone, hold the phone.